This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, Hunter Biden faces new indictments in California, and a federal court tells Texas, you're not allowed to defend your own border. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I actually am very happy uh, because we have our very own Steve Dace here in studio joining us today. Um, Glad that you're here. It's much better to see you in person rather than, you know, the Skype on Wednesday night. for The the Max Headroom thing I was doing the other night. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. So glad that you're here. Thanks for being here. Also joined by Jakub Uyens, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Um... Should be a fun show. You know, usually Fridays is like slow news day. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. And then last night it was like, boom, Hunter Biden facing brand new indictments in California. Um, Again, brand new. This is separate from the federal gun charges for the District of Delaware. Um, So... A little bit to talk about here. Let's go through the headlines. Uh, Joe Biden's son, of course, Hunter Biden, indicted in California last night on a litany of tax charges. Some of these, uh, I believe, are felonies. So this is nearly $200,000 of income tax in the year 2019. Um, Special counsel David Weiss obviously is in charge of the federal grand jury in Los Angeles now to gather evidence of possible criminal tax charges against Hunter. Um, He pleaded not guilty just back in October. And it's fascinating to see all of the charges and what he spent this money on that he tried to like write off. So apparently he thought, you know, I'm going to be with a prostitute. I'll have a sex club membership. I'll, you know, order some hookers. I'm just going to call that art. That's art. That's an art form to Hunter Biden. Um, So, yeah, go ahead and throw that up on the screen here. Payments, various women. Uh, 2016, 4,400. 2017, rough year for Hunter, $138,000. 2018, $383,000. 2019, $156,000 for a grand total of nearly $700,000. Dollars, uh, ATM cash withdrawal, nothing to see here, only, what, 1.6 mil. Um, the list goes on, as you can see. So it's fascinating because obviously he's facing two criminal trials in the middle of Joe's campaign. And I think that maybe Joe could get away with saying, um, if he hadn't have said all of these years, my son did nothing wrong, my, I trust my son, my son is smart. I mean, he has gone all in on saying, my son has done nothing wrong. And so it'll be fascinating to see, um, A, how he handles it, and B, if he even has to handle it, because how far will the mainstream media even push him on this to begin with? Will he get a pass because uh, this is, well, I mean, that's his son. It's not him. You can't tie the two together. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that, and then I want to kind of talk about if there is a larger, like if this is all part of a larger plan and what that plan might be. Steve. 
Well, Hunter, with these charges facing a maximum of 17 years in prison, on top of what's going on with him already in Miami, I think that's the gun charge going on there. Mm -hmm. They still have not charged him with what I would view the most serious stuff. That's the foreign lobbyist stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that stuff could still come as well. Um, We'll talk more about this in a minute. I would call this, there's a dual operation, I think, happening here. One is Operation Fig Leaf. And the one that's what I would call it. And the other one I would call Operation Get Out. Um, this is incredibly embarrassing to the Biden family. They cannot permit this to go to trial. Um, it puts the family in one of two options that both are politically unviable. Uh, either he has to pardon his son to avoid a trial or his son's going to have to plead guilty to avoid one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, by pleading guilty, those commercials and everything will just write themselves at that point. I mean, um, you, you have to believe that a Chinese-made uh, cloth face diaper can stop an airborne contagion to believe that somehow um, all of this grift was created in a hermetically sealed environment that never tainted corn pop one iota. Um, so I, I, I and, and there's a larger narrative to this too that I think has got ignored that I've brought up several times on my own show. We were subjected to a three year um, farce of Donald Trump as compromise because he had allegedly engaged in um, you know, lascivious acts with Russian hookers, mm-hmm. creating all this blackmail material that could be used against him, and therefore that made him uh, Vladimir Putin's mm-hmm. cudgel to infiltrate our political system. Well, I mean, it turns out that th- during that exact same period of time, that is ex- precisely what Hunter Biden was doing. Uh, and he was even recording it on his own phone. He was, he was recording his own blackmail material with Russian prostitutes for posterity to be used against him while his father was seeking and holding high office. So that's another whole narrative to this that I think um, uh, is incredibly problematic for the Democratic Party. So we'll address the second half later on the larger scope. But for now, I think the, the, the message is clearly being sent now. I think Ron DeSantis put a bit of a, a, a stop in, into that plan with what he did to Gavin Newsom last yeah. week. Yeah. Gavin Newsom's national political uh, viability collapsed after an entire summer and fall of a debutante ball, basically, he right. was given. But I think this is the operation get out. You have to go. You've outlived your usefulness to us. You are at a point of diminishing returns. And, and this is going to get, I don't think anybody even knew these indictments were coming until we all got smacked with them yesterday. And I think this is the machine saying to the Biden family that your time has come and it's time to exit stage left. That's what I, th- I mean, it, it's got to be, it's not, I, it cannot be a coincidence that this happened right after they brought Gavin Newsom, as you mentioned, Steve, they just trotted Gavin Newsom out to come battle Ron DeSantis when, you know, I mean, I heard people trying to make the point like, well, it doesn't matter because Gavin Newsom hasn't announced yet, which I get it. He hasn't announced, but I mean, like it doesn't like it. doesn't right, count. Like he's right. running. He's running commercials in Florida for no reason. Like right? we see you in spring ball throw seven interceptions, but it's OK. You're going to play all season. You're mm-hmm. not gonna yeah. Right. 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 I mean, come on. Steve is making a point that I mean, I just want to go yes and amen because I've said it sitting in that chair forever. They will sacrifice the Biden family. Mm-hmm. They have to. They have to. There is no future. Now, whether it is old man is old, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he sees ghosts. Yeah, we've noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either they do that or they've got the perfect opportunity here. There is a pressure point to apply pressure to within the Biden family that will implode the whole family, and that is Hunter. And you apply pressure that's probably going to double down. I don't think, I think he doubles down. My son's innocent. My son's innocent. The left's going to keep saying, how do you come against the love of a father to his son? Mm-hmm. And the left themselves are then going to say, exit. 
exit mm -hmm. stage, stage left. This is your time. The comment about Gavin Newsom, well, does it count because he hasn't announced yet? He's all they've got. He is their chosen. They I've have said no that bench. Too. He's their guy. No, and I've said it forever. That's for me. I'm not speaking for Stevia. So I firmly believe you're going to see them turn. You're going to see indictments come out. They're going to, it's California, mind you. That's exactly, exactly, Remember now exactly here. what I said Texas. last night. Mm -hmm. This is not Ken Paxton. Mm -hmm. This is not DeSantis in Florida. This is California bringing indictments that nobody had a window into against Hunter. They're turning on the Biden family. This is a beautiful way out for them. I'm with you on it. But it's going to get really, really ugly. And, and uh, no mistake, Gavin went and visited China, spent time with Xi Jinping to learn how does the system work, how do you run a socialized, socialized school system. Uh, we're in for a 2024 that's, uh, th that's incredible. But it is ironic, the PSYOP, in America or the multiple psyops, the whole thing of Satan by default is mm -hmm. the accuser mm -hmm. and he will accuse you of what he is doing. Exactly. Yeah. Every time. That was your point. Yes. While they're going after Trump saying, this is what you're doing, they're literally right. doing it and stupid enough to record it. Right. right. I think the other aspect of what's going on here with Operation Fig Leaf, um, this is, there, let me take a step back. There, the big debate that I see happening within the right in America right now is whether there is this level of, of exposure that we can give the corruption and the evil in our government that would finally get normies to get off the sidelines and rally against the system or whether that's not going to happen and we got to figure out, like this is the Christopher Rufo approached, we're going to have to figure out now how to, how to take over these institutions that they've taken against us mm -hmm. and turn them back against them, mm -hmm. all right? And this is the big debate. And chances are, if you believe like Rufo, you're probably supporting DeSantis like Rufo does. If you think that there's a level of, of, of disruption we can create that will get the normies to join an uprising, you're probably supporting Trump, all right? I was in this camp mm -hmm. until the 2022 midterm elections. And I sat here at this seat, but Glenn's sitting right there. Actually, no, we were out in the hallway. That was 2020. We were out in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing my red Tiger Woods shirt like it's championship Sunday. <laughs> I brought in the tub of corn. And I'm waiting for, it's not a red wave. We're going to watch a red wedding. Mm -hmm. We're going to yes. watch the normies yes. come out. No Trump excuses. He's not even on the ballot, okay? Mm -hmm. yep. And we're going to watch the normies replay like the 1994 midterm elections. And I'm ready. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. That's not what happened. Mm -hmm. And that's what moved me to the other camp because I, I don't think the normies will move. And that brings me to Operation Fig Leaf. This is being done. They, they, they understand, they don't care what you think, what our audiences think, what the Fox News audience thinks, what the Daily Wire audience thinks. Take all the big platforms on the right. They hate our audiences. They don't care what you think. What they're trying to avoid is your suburban and exurban neighbor who doesn't think at all yes. from suddenly getting engaged and disgusted right. so, they'll, so they'll think against them. Yeah. Right. And so they need a fig leaf. All right, if you get the biblical reference. Yeah. If, if they're going to put Trump on trial next March. He just lost another appeal there. Mm -hmm. He's going to lose at the D.C. Court of Appeals. He's going to lose at the Supreme Court if they even take his appeal. That trial is scheduled to go the day after Super Tuesday, and that is not a coincidence. No. Yeah, no. The hope is he's the nominee by then. He's, yes. he's wiped everybody out, and we can, we can spend the next two months before his campaign ever comes at us. We can put the presumptive Republican nominee on a federal trial nationally televised for two months, so that's all anybody's talking about. Now, to do that, that's going to see even your normie friends. You're going to be like, wait a minute, we're putting political candidates on trial now? We need a fig leaf. Hunter Biden is the offering. Mm -hmm. All right? We're, we're not targeting Trump. 
we're targeting corruption in politics. Right. And we went after Hunter Biden. In fact, we went after him first. Right. right? There, this is this is, you know, this is like Lord of the Rings. The, 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 the pieces, the board is set. The pieces are moving. That's what's happening here. And that's the Operation Fig Leaf. They are giving themselves political cover to, to, to put Trump in prison next year and then have the normies say, OK, yeah, sounds fair. You're right. You went after Hunter Biden, too. Mm -hmm. That's what their plan is, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. Um, I thought it was fascinating, though. Uh, on, on this topic. So Hunter Biden, I don't know when the podcast was recorded, but he went on, uh, the musician Moby has a podcast, it's called Moby Pod, and he went on his podcast for an interview that ended up coming out today, oh I believe. And so he talked a little bit about, you know, all of these charges against him, people, you know, talking about him doing all these things wrong. And Moby was like, why don't you defend yourself more publicly? And I want to play Hunter Biden's response to that. I find it fascinating. Watch. Which, by the way, this whole idea that this this may not in every aspect be a Russian disinformation campaign, but it has literally every earmark. <laughs> Of what the Russians did. Yeah. There's, um, what's it called? It's called uh, eliminationist rhetoric. Eliminationist rhetoric was something that the Nazis came up with as a as a tool to to undermine uh, their political rivals. And then Putin has fine tuned it. And what Putin did when he was coming to power in the early 2000s was there were still some real significant voices of some and some with real money and intellectual public standing inside of Russia or living as expatriates that were speaking out against Putin. So what did he do? He didn't argue with them on the merits. He didn't argue with them about economic policy and democracy and the freedom to vote because he knew he'd lose that argument. So what did he do? He labeled them pedophiles. He planted child pornography on their laptops and their computers. And so maybe only 10% of the people then in the public would believe this. But then when he would turn around after he got 10, 15, 20% of the people believe in the worst thing you can possibly think about a human being. And then when he turns around and said, and also he's a money launderer and he is against the Russian people. It's a lot easier for them to believe that. I am sure it was Russian disinformation that he recorded himself doing all sorts Literally of things. Literally doing cocaine off a hooker's ass. <laughs> Thank you. That's him on the tape. Uh, it's him. It's him. Selfie. Selfie. Yeah. He can't get enough of his selfie videos, so we know it's him. Um, but I think we've all seen more of Hunter Biden than we ever we wanted to ever see. Ever wanted to see. Um, but somehow we're just supposed to believe that it's all Russian disinformation um, and there's nothing to see here. And, you know, this is just the Republicans uh, being mean to him. Being mean, using, what did he say? The, um, this, there was some opinion piece, I can't remember which outlet, but he said that they were... Uh, weaponizing his addiction against him. That's what's going on. Yeah, he, he ran with that for a while, and, and the big guy helps. You know, it, look, it, it's a complete cluster, but we've seen this implosion coming, and it's really, it is a fig leaf. It is, it's exactly what it is. It's their silver lining, too. Um, it, it really, if there was no Hunter story, they would have had to take different tactics, and it would be old man is senile, old mm -hmm. man is ill, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Now it's just this family's going to implode from within, because, I mean, I, I, I anticipate that there's going to be some sort of a race on the left. Who gets indicted the most, Trump or Biden? And it's going to both be from the left. Hunter, mm -hmm. they're going to go after Hunter with everything they've got. They will dig stuff up we've never heard of. Yeah. They're going to see... They're going to see stuff that wasn't even on the laptop. Yeah. They must. They have to. Yeah. To, to Steve's point.
How will they save political face to say we are fair and balanced mm-hmm. to the borderline or the or, or the normal liberal voter in this country? Don't, don't jump ship. So I want to I know we have to take a break here and then I want to talk about how that factors in with uh, the House Republicans moving forward on formalizing the Biden impeachment inquiry that's happening all at the same time. Um, we want to thank our sponsor first, though, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for those of you who, you know, maybe you've reached the age where things just hurt all the time. Maybe you have knee problems or, you know, neck problems, back problems. I have some protruding discs in my spine and I know what it's like to live in constant pain. So trust me when I tell you relief factor can be life changing for you. It's an all natural alternative to pain medications um, that actually targets the inflammation in the body, which is of course, oftentimes the root cause of your pain. It's that inflammation. So it's not just going to be a bandaid that you're going to, you know, you rub something on and you're like, wow, it's cool. And then it's hot. And then it goes away after 10 minutes and you're left in pain again. 70% of the people who order their three week quick start go on to keep ordering more. It's working for them. It's worked for me. It's worked for many people here at Blaze. It's worked for Yaku's mom. It can work for you as well. You can go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com. All right, the House Rules Committee announced yesterday that they are going to consider a resolution next week to formalize the ongoing impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Obviously, the White House is like, this is just a baseless stunt. Um, But uh, the panel is going to mark up a resolution on Tuesday. This is next Tuesday, December 12th to direct the House Oversight, Judiciary, and Ways and Means Committees to continue their work uh, investigating Joe Biden. Now, the reports are that it's probably going to be a party-line vote and that even moderate, you know, GOPers who previously would not have gone through with that. They are saying that that maybe districts that Biden won in 2020 are coming along uh, or around to the resolution. Um, So uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson previously told reporters he thinks Republicans would have the necessary support for the resolution to pass. Um, Look, it's frustrating to even for me to even talk about this because How long has it been since we've been talking about all of what's been uncovered on Joe Biden? How long has it been that Mm -hmm. they have subpoenaed bank records that show what's going on here? How how long has it been? And now on December 8th, sorry, they announced this yesterday. Sorry, December 7th, my bad. Now, December 7th on 2023, in 2023, they're like, you know what? We might actually follow through on this, but don't worry. I mean, nothing's actually going to happen, but it's just like, why, why are we here? Why are we even doing this? You have a Kevin McCarthy announcing that he's retiring right after they expelled George Santos over something that was never proven. They have a one person majority. One, one. Do you trust that? Do you trust that one person majority? Of course it is. They're doing it because they're, they, the, the first thing the new speaker did was cave on the budget. They're caving on the NDAA. If you guys saw the graphic that Congressman Chip Roy put out yesterday with the NDAA compromise, which is basically to give Democrats 98% of what, it, what they want. And I know people are going to say, well, they have a one-seat majority, Steve. What do you expect? If, if the Democrats had a one-seat majority, you think oh. that would be the compromise? Oh. Hell to the no. Exactly. Oh. Okay. What is the point of a majority so if you're not willing to wield it? They need to give people like us who do this for a living with audiences, they need to give us something to talk to them about, to feed to them, talking points. And this is an easy piece of low-lying fruit. 
And, and frankly, if we're being honest, our audience would much rather us discuss this than, hey, the Republicans stabbed us in the back and sold us out again. Yeah. And so everybody's happy. We give, the con we give our audiences content they'd rather hear us talk about. And it's not like it's not justified to. Okay? Right. So we get to give them content that the audiences would rather hear from us. And, and then we aren't talking in, uh, about the what the Republicans aren't doing and the promises they're not keeping. And you know, I think that's what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, I mean, well said. It just points more to the to the dysfunction within the GOP and the lack of political will to actually represent the people and finish a job. Mm -hmm. This notion, and I've said it before, and it's something in the American culture that I want us to eradicate. People hate it when I say this. It's this notion that when you're 14 points up and there's 10 seconds left in the game and you've got the ball with two downs left on the five yard line, take a knee. You don't take a knee. Mm -hmm. You run that ball down the middle, down their throat, and you put seven more points on them because when Satan gets a hair of a foothold, that's what he's going to do to you. Mm -hmm. They will decimate you, your children, your family, yeah. your constant. They won't think twice to impeach Trump. How many times? Right. We've sat here for the whole presidency with, with the big man, yeah. with the phone calls, with McCarthy say, well, I don't know if we have enough. You got infinitely more than they ever had on ever. Trump. Ever. Ever. But you won't pull the trigger because you don't have the moxie or are you really actually with us? Right. The people. Mm -hmm. Right. No, you're not. Right. They're not with us. Mm -hmm. So then do you think, I mean, obviously it's the Senate is, you're not, you're not going to have the votes there. But do you think the House will even follow through with a vote at all? I think there will be a vote. I think really? there's a vote, yes. So you think that there will be like... It will be exactly how Trump's impeachments went and that Joe Biden will be impeached in the House, but nothing the like, not removed because of the Senate. No well, right. That's that. what I'm saying. Yeah. So it'll ultimately be just as Donald, what happened to Donald Trump. Well, I could make a joke and say it depends on how successful they are with Hunter. They may, but they may, they may use, they may use that to get rid of Joe Biden if they need to. I'm just joking. No, the Senate's well, that's not going I mean, that's what I'm she wondering. Remember, they, they, this has to. That's, that's what I'm wondering. This is has they to throw happen, Joe into This it. has to happen on their terms. Yes. Like, why did that's the right. Biden administration challenge the, 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 the when they lost in Florida uh, federal court the mask mandate on planes? Yeah. Now, why did they challenge that? They had no intention of reinstilling that because they knew that there would literally be a storming of the Bastille if they did. They simply wanted to create the precedent that they will determine yes. mm -hmm. what, what, when, when something will be taken and when it will be taken away. Mm -hmm. all right? they cannot, they don't, they're not going to let the Republicans do this. Right. All right? They're gonna, they're, it's what you said. They're going to take out their own trash, and it will be on their terms. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so this, but this will not be permitted to, be, to give the Republicans any kind of a victory whatsoever. So I'm thinking as we're talking about um, Gavin Newsom um, and the potential for that, and as we're talking about uh, a Joe Biden impeachment, I keep going back to this. What, how do you get Kamala out of the way? What, what's, what is the play there? Because optics-wise, you can't take the first... I know she's like, they are like black, Indonesian, all of, all of these checkboxes, woman, as vice president. H how do you get her out of the way? No, I think it's, sorry, Steve, don't mean to jump in front of you, but no. I think, no, they ride Joe to the election. He's just not the nominee. He's just not going forward to the nominee. They're going to let him. Well, but, but, but then wouldn't the, wouldn't the obvious alternative, if you had someone who had two brain cells in her head? They know. They want Gavin. I know they know, but I'm I mean. I'm certain they want Gavin. And I'm telling you, Gavin Newsom will be infinitely worse. Than, than I, that, oh, I agree with you. This guy surpasses Hillary on her worst day. The Obamas. This guy is bad news. 
I mean, bad to the bone. Bad, you saw bad. that. You saw it in the debate with DeSantis. Yeah. That oh, is that was that was the most blatantly. I mean, almost the stuff of an SNL sketch or Black Mirror episode. That's right. The most blatantly dishonest form of gaslighting you could imagine. Mm-hmm. There was he didn't even try to spin anything. No. I had I had a I had a buddy of mine, uh, Paul Alexander, who worked for uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and he texted me at the end of that, and he said, "What blew me away." As, as, as he goes, as, as a guy who's kind of a center-left kind of guy, what blew me away is he didn't even attempt to offer any rational defenses for the Democrat policies that were challenged at all. Yeah. Like, like, and, and, and he goes, I just didn't even know what to, I didn't have, I know how to respond watching that, okay? I mean, and, and I think that is something that, it'll be fascinating to see how all of America accepts that. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, Obama policies yes. without the showmanship, yes. without the cool factor, without the likability, just like straight up Soviet mm-hmm. packaging, you know, like literally, I mean, the next thing, the only thing Gavin Newsom did not do on Fox News last week was take his shoe off like Khrushchev and bang it on the podium. We got everything else, you know, I mean, I, I will, it would be fascinating to see how the American people would take just a straight up mainline into their veins, Soviet style political campaign without, that had none of the Obama flash or showmanship or celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and we got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Preborn. So um, I know you guys, you know, we're all, pro- can I tell them what you said? Why you, why you took a picture of that? I told my daughters this morning. Do you mind telling Yeah, me? please. Can, can you, you say it. No, you do well, we were sitting here talking about preborn, and Yaku pulled out his phone and scanned the um, the QR code there. Because what are you going to do? Yeah, my my daughters are now both going to give this as a Christmas gift, um, and I've explained to them that you're going to take twenty eight dollars out of your piggy bank, and you're and it's their choice, and they are now to save a life. Yeah, and they're going to learn that twenty eight dollars will help a mom hear the heartbeat of a baby because they love listening to their brother's little heartbeat. We play it over and over, mm-hmm. right? And so my daughter's this, this Christmas is gonna give life. That's amazing. It, I, you said that and I was like, God, that is so inspiring. I think I'm gonna do the same thing. Um, because what Preborn does is they partner with these clinics that are actually um, helping women who think that they wanna get an abortion. And you know they're lied to by the left and told, this is just a clump of cells, don't worry about it, it's nothing. And when they actually see that ultrasound, when they actually hear that heartbeat, it is, let me tell you, we're all parents at this table. It is a life-changing moment. And they're twice as likely after that, these women, to choose life. So right now, through a match, your gift is going to be doubled. Now is the time if you want to give any tax-deductible donations before the end of the year. This is, I would argue, like the most worthy cause out there. You can donate securely by dialing pound 250 and say the keyword baby, or you can go to preborn.com slash Sarah. That is preborn.com slash Sarah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
All right, earlier this month, the uh, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals sided with a prior district court ruling that had ordered Texas to remove the floating razor wire barriers it had installed, of course, to prevent all of these illegal immigrants from coming right on through. Since, you know, I mean, America's supposed to do that, federal government's supposed to do that, but uh, they've been neglecting their own duties. So obviously, Texas wants to be able to protect our borders. Um, but unfortunately, the, uh, the three-judge panel on this appeals court failed to come to a consensus, and the Trump-appointed Judge Don Willett was the lone dissenter here. And it's, I just, I can't, I'm, I really am in shock on this one. The Fifth Circuit, if we can't all agree that we should have the right to protect our borders, what, what are we doing here? What good is what good is a border? What good is a border between Texas and Oklahoma? What good is a border exactly. between te like what what why, why do we have any lines on our map of America if we can't say we have the right to secure our own freaking borders? If if Texas refused to move the razor wire, what would the federal court do? Right. Who what who would they send out to enforce their edict? Border Patrol, I guess. What are they going to do? How, what, uh, that would leave a question of how, how do they have that jurisdictional authority? They're a court. And, and they, courts have neither the force nor will to do such things. So, I mean, I, I, I would just tell them, I respect your order. We'll see in the Supreme Court. And yes, you'll, yes. It'll be up to you to execute it. Yes. We're, not, we're not doing anything. Which Governor Abbott did, to his credit, which I don't give him much on this issue, um, but to his credit did say that, that we will go to the Supreme Court um, in order to protect our own borders. But, I mean, look, I, I just, you see Border Patrol uh, come up, cut razor wire. You see, I mean, they're constantly, they cut razor wire so that they can fist bump. There it is, the infamous fist bump. They can fist bump these illegal immigrants as they come in to on our country. Um, you see all of these, all of these uh, Texas National Guardsmen going and locking gates. And then you see Border Patrol come right back on in and unlock the gates. I mean, we're watching this happen, but I keep wondering if you just, if we're not willing to militarize our own forces against illegal immigrants infiltrating and invading, yes, I said it, invading our country, how willing do you think Border Patrol would be if the Texas National Guard stood there with their weapons, with their arms, and said, no, we're not moving? Look, what, what, what are they going to do? They're not willing to shoot any of the illegals. What are they going to well, do? Get violent you, with us? You know how often we go to the border and the work. I know. So I'm speaking firsthand here. Where, where this, is, this is from sector leaders that I talk to every single day for the Texas Guard. Okay. They are saying, let them come. We will stand. Let's see a standoff, to Steve's point. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's see right. the standoff. I want to see Joe Biden yes. send the National Guard and, and DPS, Patrol. okay, yeah. to go line to line, mano a mano, and I want to see Joe Biden give the order right. for an American soldier to pull a weapon on another American soldier that wants to defend our nation. I know. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Show me. Exactly. Show me that. Exactly. And then if they do... Then we'll take the 400 million legal weapons in this nation, and maybe at that point the civilians can say, um, this is what our founding fathers instituted the Second Amendment for, that when you, federal government, will not defend us or protect us, then we will do it ourselves. But let's see the standoff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The irony is the man in the wheelchair, okay? And yes, I said it. And it is an invasion, and it's not... 
illegal immigration. It's even illegal migration. They're tracking illegally through Mexico. As their president, they're trespassing in Mexico, Honduras, the Darien Gap from heck flying from China. It's it's Bobby Kennedy Jr. went down to the border earlier this year and cataloged all the different countries people were coming from. Most of them were not coming from Mexico. Most of them were not coming from Honduras. And numerous people he found were not even from this hemisphere. And he said that... Mm-hmm. is what completely changed his Correct. mind mm-hmm. about, the, mm-hmm. about the issue. 100%. Are you trying to tell me uh, all of these ourselves. Chinese nationals didn't just walk here, Steve? Yeah. Sarah, the week that we apprehended our team, 13 Turks, Turks, okay? Mind you, in Istanbul, they decapitate Christians today. Mm. Okay? They hate Judeo-Christian values. They hate America. 13 Turks between the age of 21 and 27. We get them down at gunpoint. These guys come in. They let them go. They weld the gates open. They, they have rungs through the canal that Biden is installing to make it easier. It's, it's, it's treasonous. It Let's see the standoff. But Abbott says, I'm going to go to the Supreme Court. Are you? Or are you going to call on your attorney general who you sacrificed? Yeah. When he was impeached, who you turned your back on, who you did nothing to help Ken Paxton. You were crickets, you and Dade Phelan and the whole posse from Austin. Now, it would have to be Ken Paxton, only the guy that sued Biden more than any other AG Mm -hmm. in history. Mm -hmm. And so we should go to the Supreme Court. But let the court, let the court trespass. I agree. I would, remove, I, would, I, would remove, yes. I, I would go to the court, but I would remove none of that. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. I do nothing. Actually, double down. Yes. Exactly. Install more. Exactly. I dare, dare you, you to come mm-hmm. here and tell Texas constitutionally as this republic, because we're also a republic. Texas is also a republic. And we have laws. We should be able to protect. We should be able to protect Texas from Oklahoma. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Never what is the point of any China, line? The CCP, and by the way, we're selling land in this state to nefarious characters left, right, mm-hmm. and center. We're selling land to the CCP. Glenn is busy with the project and just outside Houston. Mm-hmm. You've got illegals here owning property, buying property in our country. No, it's diabolical. I say call the bluff. Thanks to, of course, our Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan, on what you're talking about. Oh. Yes, and the previous land is commissioners. This Dade, it's five o'clock somewhere, feeling. Is this that what you're talking about? Yes, this but is you got to look at the himself. previous land commissioners, and then all of a sudden you're going to trek into the Bush family. Mm-hmm. Jeb, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. George P. To your point um, on Paxton, Yaku, this, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, this whole thing was argued and the ruling, the original ruling, came down while he was impeached, so he couldn't. He was sidelined. He couldn't even do anything at that particular point he to couldn't. fight it. But now he's the AG. Right. Of course, he's trying to get caught up on. So you you're going to go to the Supreme Court. Are you not taking your AG to the Supreme Court? Of course. Why do you think that relationship's going between Paxton and Abbott? Like, right. buddy, you uh, wanted me out. Yeah, I don't think that they're like texting daily. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, Okay, before we go to break, I do want to ask you guys on this topic. So let's say it does go to the Supreme Court. How confident are you in a victory there? I'm not either. Arizona tried this uh, over a decade ago Mm -hmm. when Jan Brewer was governor. Mm -hmm. And court makeup is more favorable to us now than it was then, a little. But 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 yeah. uh, but John Roberts was the deciding vote in that case and said, as a state, you have to basically just sit there and take it. If the federal government will not enforce the immigration laws, then you have to just absorb the cost of that and have no 
mm-hmm. no recourse in that case. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Roberts yeah. wrote that opinion and was the deciding vote, if and, I recall. And, and to Steve's point, that will be cited because unfortunately, we're actually a land written with laws, not case law. Uh-huh. But we adjudicate on case law in this country. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they're going to fall back on case law yeah. and, and, and because the judge that's presiding doesn't want any, any heat. Right. They're going to, well, Roberts, I mean... I mean, the only and I'm not I agree with you, I think ultimately um, it will not be in our favor. But the only optimism that I can bring to that is that I would have never thought that they would have overturned Roe versus Wade. I mean, that, that was case law. Too. It seemed, if you if you have followed the three justices that Trump has appointed, mm-hmm. Gorsuch is basically a libertarian, which means he's really right on about 75% yes. of things, and then the other 25% of things, you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, Are you right? living on the same but, planet? But that's really, he's a real hardcore libertarian. Yeah. So he voted right on Roe v. Wade on the grounds that it was, it was a, a creation of law, and then, and then codified trannyism into the federal code, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh is basically Karl Rove in a black, mm-hmm. in a black robe, mm-hmm. um, and, and Amy Coney Barrett has essentially exhausted all of, all of her political potential on Roe v. Wade. Kavanaugh and Barrett have sided with the liberals on the, on the court about 70% of the time since they became Supreme Court justices. Right. It's, it's literally like they, they all decided we're going to overturn Roe, and that's, and that's all it. our political capital, and we're going to screw the right on everything else ever since. And they have. And Coney Barrett, Amy, was terrible on every COVID thing that came before the mm-hmm. court. She wouldn't grant them any of them, cert, for example. Mm-hmm. All right, so they, they, they did Roe, and then they've not been very good as a block. Uh, other than other than Gorsuch, ever ever since. Well, I appreciate you reining my optimism in, Steve. <laughs> um, all right, we got to take... bring her of receipts. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to uh, take another quick yeah quick break. Um, we'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor. I'm I feel I already feel like I'm being judged. It's Fox and Odin. Do I know you don't drink? You've never drank before in your life. Never. Do you do you drink? I'll drink socially every now and then. Okay. But not very often. So only 50% judgment here. Okay, I'm not all right. judging you. I just, every, I, anytime just looking I, at you sternly. Yeah, anytime yes. I, I, like, I have a vice, I, like, curse, I'm like, oh, Yaku is judging me. He's so wholesome. But I if you're not Yaku and you, do, and you do drink, which, let's be honest, the easiest way to get through the holiday season with, like, your in-laws and, you know, all these family members that you don't usually see except for once a year, and there's a reason for that, the easiest way to get through this season is to make sure that you are stocked up on Fox and Odin because it is, like, just... So good. We, I, I, I promise you. Um, we tried it. You know, when we were talking about, okay, well, let's uh, let's see if you guys want to uh, sponsor the show, and um, we tried it, and we were like, holy crap, this is good. Um, so we drink it exclusively at our house. Um, and I mean, perhaps a little bit more than usual is enjoyed during the holidays. So I'm just saying. This holiday season, not only do you need to make sure that you stock up, but make sure this is the perfect gift. The glass is beautiful, um, a perfect Christmas gift for all of your friends and family. You can go to foxandodin.com, use promo code NEWS. You'll get 30% off plus free shipping on all of your orders. It is foxandodin.com, promo code NEWS. All right, about 750 Washington Post staffers. I, actually, I don't even need to. It was a bad day for you guys, right? It was a hard day, wasn't it? Always, always. It, you didn't. You mean you didn't notice that 750 Washington Post staffers walked off the job yesterday in their, their historic 24-hour strike? 
Why, how, why do they need 750 people to work at the Washington Post? Is, is my <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. It's like Elon coming in and saying, yes. why do we need all these people? Right. Who, who, what so are they doing good. all day long? Yeah, exactly. This yes. is, I love this story. So um, apparently they had 18 months of contract negotiations. Um, and then they had last week's warnings that layoffs could be imminent if more staffers don't take vol- voluntary buyouts. They're dealing the outlet. I'm sure you'll be shocked to hear they're dealing with a $100 million loss this year. And obviously... What do you do when you are losing too much money? You have to eliminate some of your staff. So they said that they were trying to eliminate 240 jobs, including many local positions, um, but only 120 employees have taken buyout offers. And these dumbasses here at the Washington Post are like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to strike. That'll, 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 that'll show them. Like, they will cease to exist if they can't find a way to balance their books. What, look, is that, does that blue hair? Of course. Yes. Well, kind of. Of course it is. And, of you, course. and you know her name is Karen, <laughs> and she drives a Subaru. Of course she and does. Lives in a cul-de-sac. You know it. Oh, of course she and does. And she's got a coexist bumper sticker right next to where the bumper sticker that says "Mean People Suck." You know it. <laughs> you know that. Yes. Um, so they, the Post Guild, are very upset. They said management has refused to bargain in good faith because they have not included pay equity. Raises in the in the face of record inflation and remote work policies. This is this is basically when the Trotskyites run into the Stalinists, right? <laughs> yeah. So the Trotskyites are the ones that are out there marching. They're the true believers. Yeah. Okay. The Stalinists are like, yeah, it's a means to an end. And then yeah. every now and then reality sits in, and we got to run another five-year plan. And you guys are out. Yeah. Okay. And so th- this this plays out within Marxist subcultures every single time. The Stalinists always end up always end up turning on and spit chewing up and spitting out the Trotskyites. Mm-hmm. Happens every single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Was, how, how badly was your life altered, Yaku, yesterday by this Washington Post strike? Uh, what I want to tell you is that it was a sad day. All the times was, that you I, went to that, the Washington that, Post, you I were... I verklept most of the day. <laughs> yeah. You know? Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I think we'll make it. <laughs> I think we'll make it. I mean... I just, I want to zero in here on the $100 million loss this year by the Washington Post. It's got to be only a matter of time, right? Ask yourself who's funding an entity that suffers that kinds of losses, and then follow-up question, why? Who's underwriting it and why? Mm -hmm. Because you say it can only be a matter of time. No, it's been time. It has been, you're right. The economic trigger was pulled a long time ago. If you were a honest... Yep. Forthright company, yep. that ship sunk. Mm-hmm. It's underwritten. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a great a point. That's a, a great tool. point. That's a great point. It's, the, it's a marketing department. You don't shut down your marketing department. There, that's a, there it is. That's true. I mean, that's true, but you could at least condense maybe. Right, because they, true. they, they, they have I, New York Times. I think they, they could Washington do it for, with fewer than 700. And I think that's what yeah. George Soros is saying right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, George or whoever is writing the check. Yeah. Yeah, we, Soros. We, we, don't, we don't really need yeah. 750 people. Exactly. Right. We can probably do this with maybe 300 people. We're not right. going to let it yeah. die, and we're not going to change our policies because yeah. we've got a 2024 election year. We're coming. just going to call the herd. Right. It's that Stalin always does that. Yeah. Right? We're calling the herd, and the Trotskyites are always the first to go. Yeah. The true believers. Yes. I love seeing here locally. Um, Dallas Morning News has had a bunch of layoffs, and Fort Worth Star Telegram, and I'm just like, it, this could not be happening to a more deserving group of people. Um, You know, people who have just written hit pieces on me with a bunch of lies and not bothered to get my side of the story and all of that. And I'm just like, 
Oh I'm sure gosh. they emailed you five minutes before press time. Yes, yeah, yeah so exactly. Don't make it look like they right. weren't trying to give you a chance. That's a great point, Steve. <laughs> <Right>. They are <laughs> well-rounded after all. But to Steve's point, though, you also find historically that they'll, they'll do this in the holiday season mm -hmm. over Christmas. Mm -hmm. That is how little, it's a means to an end. Yeah. It's like, let them strike, and the ones that strike, they're the ones we call. Yeah. They're the ones who go. Yep. Let them show us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we got to uh, take another quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we've talked about it before, but Yaku, I wanted to remind the audience what you're doing um, over there with After Eden Talent. Thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. Look, we all we, we complain about woke culture in Hollywood and how they desensitize our children to sexual content and how they really stole the gifts that God created in people. So many of these performers start in the church or they start on, honest and innocent and then they end up in Hollywood. Steve has unbelievably talented kids himself. He knows. So historically, we've developed talent and then they end up in Hollywood. So with After Eden Talent, we're saying if your child or you personally have a dream in your heart, you're a musician, a songwriter, a singer, an actor, and God's called you to use those gifts. Use it in a safe place where you can incubate that talent, where you're trained by some of the best, but in Judeo-Christian values, and then we offer opportunity for those individuals to have careers, be in movies like mm -hmm. Nefarious, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or The Chosen, mm -hmm. or some of the Blaze Productions, and then we connect them. So it's discover, launch, develop and support. So we develop that talent and then we support them in their careers to make sure that, you know, we put our arms around them so they don't fall off into the Disney cliff. So they can go, it's free profile, everything's free for the performer. App.AfterEdenTalent.com, register a profile, audition today. It's amazing. Thank you. Proud of you. Thank you. All right, thank you guys for being here and uh, we'll see you Monday. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.